Oh, yes. It's time. After further ado, it's Wednesday. It's Micah. It's Brad. It's backdoor cover. Hit the high porn. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Backdoor Cover. Our apologies for not getting a podcast out Monday or Tuesday. We have a new president, and you have a new podcast to listen to. Welcome to Backdoor Cover. I am Mike. I'm joined by Brad. How are you, Bradley? Hello, Micah. It's great to connect with you. I'm I'm sad that we didn't get together earlier this week and record one as well, but uh, it's good to be here. I'm, I'm happy we uh, got this together. Yeah, what's happening with you? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm. It was a happy day. Oh yeah, are you going to elaborate? Do you care to elaborate? Uh, well, we have a new president. It was lovely. Okay, I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, the Q good and speaker, on, man, pretty good Q, speaker. Yeah, pretty good. Good speech. Boring. How about Garth Brooks's hair? Did you see Garth Brooks? How about before? Garth? Yeah, Garth. He's always fun. Do you think he's using hymns? That man's got a full head of hair, and he did not in the late nineties. So, uh, just saying. Yeah, I'm Looking not good. sure. Uh, I yeah. read that there was a QAnon uh, watch party that went horribly wrong for them today, which I really enjoyed. So, Okay, all right. What went horribly <laughs> wrong with it? Well, the QAnon people thought there was going to be a, a, quote, storm in which uh, the Trumps, or not the Trumps, uh, the Bidens, the Obamas, and the Clintons were going to be rounded up and then uh, detained and then charged with uh, treason. And there was going to what be a, led them to believe that? A bunch of conspiracy theories. And when that didn't happen, they're a little confused and surprised. And so it makes me happy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pretty anyway, interesting. Yeah. And uh, enough about Q and on. Hey, this week on Mind of Micah, I've got, I think mm-hmm. it's a four-part investigation. I forget. I recorded it last week uh, in, in the interest of, uh, not of disclosure. Damn. You're like 60 Minutes. I mean, I want. I, I shouldn't even say this, but I'll let you guys in on something. I record next week's episode as well. It's already scheduled out. Um, there, next Peek week behind is the a, curtain. a four point, uh, four part investigation as well. This week is a multi part investigation about a shortage of bucatini pasta. Are you familiar with bucatini, Brad? No, please, please tell me about it. Well, here on Mind of Micah. Uh, Bucatini is like spaghetti, but it's got a hole in it, basically. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, I cannot I, visualize what you're describing, but okay, continue. Okay, you know what a spaghetti noodle looks like. Uh huh. Now imagine so if there like was what? like a tiny hole that went all the way from the beginning to the end of the. Ah, okay. It's hollowed out. Yes, a hollowed out spaghetti noodle. Exactly. Okay, I That's was imagining what, like a donut shaped piece of spaghetti, and I was like. Like a round? Well, okay, that I'm would have you. a hole in it, too. But no, this a literal hole inside of it. Anyway, I don't know if I've ever had this, but apparently it's the best kind of pasta because since it mm. has a hole, it allows that much, like 200% more surface area for sauce to go in. Anyway, the, That the, sounds like it's really tough to make. Like if you were to make it homemade, you know, and roll out the dough. Oh, no, I don't. Crap. I think that's the problem is that you can't make it homemade. And so the there's a bucatini shortage in America uh, because mm. there was a pasta shortage, and then there was there, somebody rat one company ratted out another company to the FDA, uh, and the FDA is busy trying to approve coronavirus vaccines, so they're not worried about pasta companies. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. It's really kind of interesting. I think you'll enjoy okay. it on Mind okay. of Micah. 
Thoughts and prayers to those Bucatini people. Yeah, the Bucatini boys and girls. Uh, check it out. I think you'll like it. And as always, check out Mind, or Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. It's free. It hits your inbox every Monday around lunchtime. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Uh, let's talk some sports. Do you, where, do you, where do we want to start here? I think, uh, oh, and one last note. Brad and I will be recording with Camp Miss Mitch at some point this week before Sunday's games. Uh, hopefully, night. tentatively scheduled scheduled to record Sorry. tomorrow evening, and uh, that being Thursday, so we'll have that in your inbox or on your feed first thing Friday morning. Mitch had a great weekend. He was three and one against the spread. Uh, he's killing it, and uh, we so had a great weekend of betting as well. Yes, we, uh, and we're two, at an all-time high our bank account. Two underdogs won, and both underdogs you you uh, sprinkled the the money line on both of them. You're just getting rich. It feels great. We missed one of the money lines. We missed the uh, the let's see here the Ravens money line. We took the Ravens money, but we did hit the Bucks money line versus uh, Saints. So mm, that one paid one. out nicely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look around the world of sports, some headlines. We'll, we will go over the games from last week. Later, and as mentioned, with Mitch, we'll preview the games this weekend. There's only, you know, Brad, there's only three football games left this season. It's a sad, sad week. It, it's really, that's a scary thought. Scary thought. So, yeah, let's let's recap NFL. Uh, Guess what else is this weekend, rounds. Brad? What? The return of Connor McGregor. Return of the Mac. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't he, realize that. He fights Dustin Poirier on uh, Saturday night, and uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about that. The return of Mystic Mac live from Fight Island. So I got a suggestion for you, a programming suggestion live in front of the audience. How about we recap NFL games from the divisional round on the Can't Miss Mitch episode since there's only two games in the conference round that we'll be previewing? That makes sense from a, a content perspective. What do you think about that? Okay, I like it. You like it or don't? Uh, it's fine. Let's do it. Beautiful. Okay. We're in so, uh, you know, come back. I, why don't we go over just some quick thoughts on, on what we what we saw last week, and then we'll get into more of it with Mitch, because I'm sure he'll want to really celebrate what he saw <laughs> okay. uh, and the wins. But we'll just, uh, let, let's start. Let's get Micah's quick hit, quick hit perspective. Yeah, let's let's start there, and then we'll go to some headlines, uh, Phil, including Philip Rivers and, and Pat Mahomes and some other stuff. Uh, okay. So I go to pull up the scores in my computer, and my internet is not working. Why don't we oh, start with some headlines? That's always useful. Philip Rivers retired today. Uh, I don't care. I never liked Philip Rivers. Uh, you dislike the man personally? Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Or are you like saying him. you don't like his style of football? No, I, I don't like him as a person. Okay. I never really Why? did. I, I don't know something about it. He just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, he, he played seems like a, a pretty long nice time. Person. He was. He was drafted in 2004. He's got he's got enough cum to shampoo a buffalo, apparently, because he has nine he's kids. He's quite potent, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's, yeah. he's a pollinator. He wasn't good enough, though, uh, to get Indy uh, to move them along in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. True, uh, true. it's sort of the, the story of Philip Rivers' career, just not quite good enough. Bill Simmons is on the, uh, he thinks that, Rivers is going to be a fantastic analyst, uh, announcer, whatever. Uh, the next Romo-esque type of player to come out of the league and be really good on, on broadcast television. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't get that sense. 
but I you mean, don't I think so, huh? Who knows? Uh, who knows? I didn't really get that sense about Romo, to be honest. So, but Rivers yeah. just kind of seems like a a bumpkin. I don't know. Interesting. I, I've never well, and you and I did get the sense that. Being, um, yeah, I did get the sense that the tight end would be good. Uh, Romo's tight end. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Jason Witten. Uh, yeah, I, I had the sense that Witten would be good after seeing him in interviews, and he was just miserably bad. So I guess it's very hard to get a pulse on whether or not somebody will be good leaving the league and, and being in broadcast. So we shall see. It's true. Romo is really the, the biggest surprise ever in my mind. Like, He's I just, so insightful. He's so good. He's really like yeah. the best. He's the best out there. He's not just... It's not just. Yeah, that, I don't like, think he's, he's overhyped. Good. Like people like, rave really about him, and I think it's legit. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And he's likable. He's just he's really good at it. And uh, I did not see that when he. I don't. I don't know of a single interesting thing he said while quarterback the Cowboys, other than uh, that at the end of, the, of his career that last season when he lost his job and Dak played so well and he kind of had a he had one press conference where he you know spoke about the big picture and quite eloquently. Anyway, uh, Philip Rivers, mm. I. I you know, he's the last man standing from that quarterback class. Well, actually, he isn't. Uh, Roethlisberger is of 2004 between uh, Roethlisberger and Rivers and Eli. There's probably another one in there that I'm forgetting. but Yeah, because th- didn't they take um, – it wasn't Eli. Didn't he refuse to go to San Diego? So that's why he went to the that's Giants. Right. Yeah, and that's how Rivers Giants. ended up. That's right. Interesting. Um, so a good run, a good career. He sure he made a lot of money. He had a bunch of kids. So, uh, but that's it for him. And uh, you know, we'll see if we see him on TV. Pat Mahomes did practice today. He remains okay. in the concussion protocol. But I mean, there's a one thousand percent chance he's going to play on on Sunday. I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of like doctors and people speculating online that he didn't actually get concussed. Or that okay. he might have he just lost consciousness. I've seen Yeah, somebody was saying he got choked out and that was what the problem was. Yeah, and and he sort of like lost consciousness for a second because his neck sort of violently snapped, uh, but he might have had like an artery that like it it looked like and I've seen people get choked out in jujitsu practice before. I don't know if you know this, but I fought a guy once, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, you've but been choked I, out a lot. There, That's how you know what it feels like. There, there was a guy that got choked out one time, and like it was just the the instructor was like teaching the class, like, all right, so here's what you do, and he like just leaned on the choke just a little bit too hard, and the dude just mm. lost consciousness. Like his eyes rolled back, and he looked like Pat Mahomes. It does uh, produce that wobbly effect, like if and, you're and the lightheaded. Dude, the coach had no busy. idea. He was, he was like, uh, the guy was like, I I just passed out for a second. The coach was like, what? He's like, yeah, and I, I think if you just hit the right ar- artery, you know, then I think you can go out for just a sec. I think that's what happened. It may not be a traumatic brain injury. Interesting, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. He's when he the- got up, he was all wobbly and like he just looked so woozy. But I mean, you could see those same effects coming from being choked out or being lightheaded, whatever. So it's an interesting angle perspective. So I, I don't know what the circumstance is. He is still apparently in the, the concussion protocol. So perhaps he did have a concussion. I I don't know. They're probably being weird and uh, shady about the whole thing. But he was able to do some limited work on Wednesday. He'll be fine. I mean, I, you know, the bigger issue might be that his ankle was a little banged up uh, in, the, in that game. Uh, wasn't able to yeah. move around very well. But as long as he's he's playing, he's ready. Um Let's talk about these games real quick. 
the Chiefs, uh, let's start with the Saturday games and we'll work backwards. Uh, the Packers kicked the shit out of the Rams, 32-18. I don't really have anything to say other than I believe what I said on the podcast is that I don't see a single scenario where the Packers score less than 28 points, and I don't think the Rams can get to 29, and the Packers get to 32, and the Rams did not get to 29. Uh, hmm. I don't know. that It was the most boring of all the games this week. you have any thoughts on that one? Nah, I mean, it It kind of played out as I we had predicted it would on the podcast. The, the Packers are just too much. The Rams are banged up, uh, and it played out that way. Ram, or Packers whipped them, so it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, 32-18 is your final. 32-18, correct. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, it was a six-and-a-half-point spread for the record, so easily covered. Yeah, I heard somebody say that Jordan Love is the MVP of the league because just the fact that they trade up to get him <laughs> has pissed off Aaron Rodgers so bad that he's having the best season of his career. Moving on, the Bills beat the the Ravens 17-3. to uh, Lamar Jackson got knocked out in this game. The game really changed when uh, Teron Johnson had a 101-yard interception return that yeah, changed six. the whole scenario around. Uh, so th- this game, I have some thoughts for you. Yeah. Are you ready? So Go. first of all, it wasn't as much of an ass whipping as the final score indicates. Yeah, I was going to say, there a closer game than, boink, than Three doinks, three. right? There were three uh, doinks by uh, the Baltimore Ravens kicker. Uh, I think uh, it was just two. Was it, it was two? It was a double doink day. But uh, that's right. Okay, so there's two doinks there. Him. That's six points. And then there's a touchdown that's a pick six from like inside of the end zone. Like you said, the longest return in whatever, divisional round history. That's another seven points. Uh, should those three plays convert, like we're looking at a completely different outcome here. Like it was very much closer than the score indicates here. Um, a few things could have gone differently and the Ravens could have easily come out of that game with a win. And it turns out they lose 17-3 and it's, a, it's an ass whipping. So yeah, that one was interesting. And we had the Ravens for the record. So, uh, you know, hate that to see it. That was the one you lost. Yeah, yeah, I was I was real big on this game hitting the over, and uh, the because of the wind, it was three to three at halftime, and so the mm-hmm. over did not hit. The wind was so brutal. Uh, Lamar Jackson got knocked out. I mean, you're right. A, a couple things go a little bit differently. Uh, the Ravens would have had a chance to win the game, but they didn't. You got to give the Bills credit. The defense was tough. They outscored the Ravens all by themselves. It is crazy to see Justin Tucker miss two field goals inside of 50 yards. He'd never done that in a game before. Uh, yeah. But the wind obviously was pretty wild. I think Buffalo missed a field goal, though, too. So, you know, the breaks go both ways. So we get the Bills versus the Chiefs this week in Arrowhead because the Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17 in the early Sunday game. Uh, this game was very compelling, a one-score game towards the end. Pat Mahomes, of course, knocked out, as we talked about. Yeah. Uh, but as you know, Brad, anything is possible. <laughs> Chad this was Henney so typical. comes in to get some rem- a, a remarkable first down or two. And uh-huh. uh, the Chiefs get the ball back. I think it was three and a half minutes and run out the clock. Uh, Something like that. They win the but game. this is what they the Chiefs cover. have done all year. I mean, at least for the last, whatever, six, 12, eight weeks. Of they the have now failed to cover. Season. They're one and nine against the spread in their last 10 games. Exactly. I think they they're 9-1. They don't win those, by a lot. Yeah. I think they're 9-1 in those games, but yeah. 
Yeah, they're winning, but they're not winning by large margins, regardless of who the opponent is. And it was a little hairy. They're just barely squeaking them out. It was a little hairy. You got to feel bad if you're a Browns fan or four Browns fans. And I I don't really care for people of Cleveland very much uh, or Ohio in general, but the fact that you're never going to get a better chance. They had the football in the fourth quarter down by, by less than a touchdown. Pat Mahomes is not in the game, and uh, they couldn't get it done. Still. I mean, they've got a good base there. They're yeah, they're playing with house money. They got the big win. They beat the Steelers. but They're uh, off the schneid, the they playoff schneid. right there, and Mahomes they is were on, right there. You know, in the locker room. You really had a chance, but then Chad Henney makes a couple plays. Uh, his old ass... And the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs roll on again. I've been saying it for weeks now. The Chiefs never cover, uh, but I never feel like they're going to lose ever. I just there's something about how good they are. They're just solid. I know that that Matthew is going to make a play uh, defensively. He's he's going to do. T- he's going to make two or three plays that are going to change the complexion of the game, even in a close game. And I just don't see them losing closely, even though they keep winning closely. So. Um, that's the Chiefs, and then the Buccaneers uh, beat the Saints 30-20. to Drew Brees was absolutely terrible. He had three picks. He couldn't get the ball downfield. His wife was tweeting that he's got all sorts of injuries, a collapsed lung, rib injuries, a rotator cuff, a foot thing. Uh, it's sad to see Drew Brees go out like this, if, in fact, he, he's done, which i I got to think he is. Yeah, uh, I think so, too. It's It seems quite likely. And the Buccaneers outscored outscored the Saints ten nothing in the fourth quarter. They win the game by ten points. Yeah, Brady yeah, was yeah, solid, yeah. not spectacular. Only eighteen for thirty three for one ninety nine. But they didn't turn the ball over. This game to me felt like the Saints lost it more than the Bucks won it. Does that sound uh, fair to you? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we before we move on here? No, I'm I'm looking forward to talking through it with Mitch and kind of getting his perspectives as well. But yeah, that'll episode will drop on Friday morning. So that's right. We'll get there. We'll go deep on those two games, uh, and uh, get you get your picks, get your algo, and uh, that's coming up later this week. So as I mentioned, my Pat Mahomes practice today. I'm sure he'll play on Sunday. The NBA yeah. is now enforcing a no hug rule with uh, mm. with security at midcourt. Okay. So players aren't allowed to hug before and after the games. Um, handshakes are, are not allowed either because there was a rule that this happened. Now the NBA is going to move security into the midcourt area uh, to dissuade violations that include hugging and, hugging and handshakes. It's, this LB is a weird year, allowed. man. COVID is just really the worst. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. There have been some baseball moves. I, I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but... The free agency seems to be heating up a little bit there. Uh, Brantley signed a two-year deal with the Astros for $32 million. Uh Springer's still out there. That's something. Canelo is coming back to the ring February 27th, so there's boxing on the on the horizon. Uh, there is the cage fight Saturday. It's the notorious Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. This is a rematch. Um, McGregor won the first, right in the first fight in the first round. These are two... Fun fighters. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Can't wait. That's Saturday. Where are you going to do for it? What are you going to, Where are you going to watch it? I don't know. I uh, Will DeFreeze said you know that he'll watch it. So worst case scenario, if I'm sitting here, we'll we'll watch it together. 
and uh, he said he would he would split it. So that's always it's always fun. It's always good to have people that are willing to pay for the cage fight. Nice. Uh, instead of a bunch of freeloaders. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, did I knock over my, my water glass? I guess I did. Just realized there's water all over the ground here, Brad. What a fool I What are you going to do? Uh, okay. I'm not going to panic. Pull it together, Micah. See, this is another reason why I got to get my, my equipment in a studio instead of a instead of the bedroom. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the James Harden trade because we haven't done that yet. Brad, you are... Yes, I'm the, in. You are a Rockets fan, but if you had to mm-hmm. pick one team, uh, mm-hmm. this James Harden basically quit playing the last week uh, for the Rockets until he basically demanded a trade, and then they shipped him to Brooklyn for like 500 picks, uh, of which the the uh, Rockets didn't have many to begin with, but now they got some back. They end up with Victor Oladipo somehow. Uh it's mm-hmm. crazy to think that the the Rockets have gone from James Harden being the center of that franchise's universe for seven or eight years. I think it was eight. And now it's they have John Wall, uh, Victor Oladipo, and Boogie Cousins running around playing for the Rockets. Just totally different team with a bunch of sort of cast-offs in a certain sense. What are your thoughts on uh, Harden leaving and what it means for the Rockets and the Nets? Yeah, I mean, from the Rockets' perspective, I think this is this goes according to what their plan was, which is to blow it up and rebuild. Uh, it started with the wall trade. They got a first-round pick out of it. I think it was a first-round pick and sent Westbrook to Washington. Uh, you guys slayed him for the trade. I, I still think it's a good trade. Uh, they got an extra asset out of it, same contract essentially. Um, it is what it is. Westbrook would have been really fun to watch on this team, though, if they're just it's just the Westbrook show if he was just rolling people every night putting up triple doubles but regardless the next move the next step in the move was to trade Harden and your two options were either to get a boatload of of draft capital which they got or to get a young superstar that could be the anchor of your squad moving forward which would have been somebody like Ben Simmons out of Philly uh my preference would have been Ben Simmons to be honest uh I th- I think that 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 trade was on the table according to to the podcasts and the different reports that I've read and the Rockets opted to go with draft capital, blow it up, rebuild. I don't hate it. I think it's still uh, a good, a good angle to take here. If you're all in on it, you're all in. And uh, the Rockets seem to be from Brooklyn. This is, it's really fascinating because obviously they're going to be a monster on the offensive side of the ball. This whole Kyrie thing is really gotten out of hand, though. I don't know how you feel about this or what your thoughts are, but I mean, at this point, like if Kyrie flames out for them, I, I if I'm a team that has winning aspirations, I don't want, I can't take Kyrie. Like I can't put him on my squad. Like that's just not something you can risk doing. Um, he's not reliable, despite how good he is, despite despite being, you know, an otherworldly talent. Uh, the guy is a psycho. Like he's just lost his mind from what I can tell. And I don't really know, man. Maybe he sees that Harden and Duran are just out there clowning on people. They've been having a great time the last couple of weeks or whatever, the last couple of games that they've been playing together. Maybe that inspires him to come back, but it just doesn't feel genuine if that is the reason he comes back. Like it just it's not good to have that kind of personality on a roster. 
Um, I think there's just too much disaster behind that. So we'll see how it plays out. But man, my if I'm Brooklyn, I want to get rid of Kyrie. Like that's that's kind of my stance here at this point. It's like we got to get this guy out of here. Like we've got to get somebody who can come in here and contribute and not just be a complete problem at all times. Uh, who knows? Maybe he comes around. Kyrie ends up being a huge contributor, and they have a great time. But chances of that seem pretty low to me at this point. I, I I agree. I don't know what's going on with him. He he's he just refuses to talk to the media, and then when he does, he doesn't say anything. I'm just I'm it, really sick of Kyrie and his flat earth. It seems like he's always he like putting out inflammatory stuff about the organization or what they're doing or what their decisions are or what's going on. Like it's not just that he's no showing and that he's having problems. Like which that it that is part of life. Like if he's having problems, if he needs whatever time away from the game. This, that, the other, like that's personal stuff. That's fine. But if his issues are all just based around gripes with the team or gripes with the league for suspending him for being at a outing that doesn't meet league standards for COVID protocol, like this is the kind of shit you just got to deal with. Like this is your employer. Uh, yeah, and you're getting paid very know. well. To quote Don Draper, yeah. that's what the money is for. They were saying something about what his game-to-game checks are because he missed a couple of games that they were not going to compensate him for. And it's just such an outrageous figure. Whatever it is, I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't want to embarrass myself by guessing way lower than it probably is. It's in a massive amount of money. And the fact that you can't just adhere to just general guidelines that are for the safety and like the public well-being for your league and the organizations that you guys play with, like... I don't know, man. I've just really gotten to the point where I almost can't stand Kyrie. Hopefully he can just pull it together and grow up a little bit. And, you know, it's a job, man. Like, it just is what it is. You got to be better than this. And it's such a great opportunity for him. Like, this is so, this could be just such a, such a fascinating case study in basketball with these three. Like, I think that they're all three of them are like top 15 uh, usage rate all-time in the NBA league history. Like, this level of ability, talent, uh, creativeness, it, like, it, it's just not been seen uh, blended together. So it could be really, 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 really cool, but chances of that happening are, it just seems like a long shot to me. Like, I just think these are too strong of personalities for this to just go smoothly. So many so dribbles. So we'll see, I guess. So oh many gosh. dribbles. Apparently Did you see the, the Charles Barkley quote? The, yeah, they going call from Splash Brothers to the Dribble Brothers. It's funny. I like that. That's funny. I I apparently there's reports that uh that Duran is already sick of Kyrie and they went there together. Uh, Jesus. See, that's the last person you want to get th- yeah, exactly. to be sick of you cuz he's I mean, he's also a problem. If he becomes discontent in a situation, you could you we've seen it time and time again where it just spirals and flames out like Shit escalates quickly with Durant. So, man, you just hate to see it with those two, like, really volatile personalities potentially clashing. We'll see. We shall see. I, I don't I, – I think Kyrie comes back and they, they make nice for a little while. Uh, that's a lot of offensive firepower. Not a lot of defense on that team. There's still a long way to go. I mean, we always talk about how teams aren't complete – at this point, but like there's going to be a buyout market. There always is. 
there's always you know some so you can always add a big body or a shooter uh, or something like that at some point along the way. So uh, I mean, I if Kyrie that, flames out though, like if he flames out, it, there just isn't a scenario where a competitive basketball operation would could could risk putting him on their team like at full full at max asking value, right? Yeah. As a max player, like you couldn't do that and look yourself in the mirror and say we are competing for a championship. Because putting him on your team is just going to be whatever a disaster. He he just can't mix. Like he's great for entertainment value and he's great for scoring. But at this point, unless he can show that he can play on a team, like he, he's destined to be whatever bounce around the league and play for shitty organizations after this. So I don't know, man. I could see that happening to him quickly and f- for his career to go the wrong direction fast. So hopefully he pulls it together and and pulls his head out of his ass. I just saw a video of Conor McGregor arriving in Abu Dhabi at Fight Island with his shirt off in the most ridiculous Gucci pants. I guess they're Gucci. Um, Does he have a bunch of animosity towards this his opponent? Like, is there a bunch of friction here? Are they? No, uh, but he's he's claimed that he's going to knock him out inside of one minute and all this stuff. Uh, But there's no real storylines other than these two have fought before. Both have been really good since then. It was a long time ago, and. should be. Do you think McGregor wins? What do you think? On the, I sure hope so. Mm. It's more fun when when Connor wins. Uh, but Dustin Poirier is is fun to watch too. It would be a big. He could get a big uh, a big rub if he were able to uh, able to do it. I'm looking to see if there's anything else on this card that's interesting while we're while we're talking about this. Um, Khabib has been hanging around Fight Island. By the way. Um, okay, reti- right. he's retired, but he's been meeting with Dana. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is UFC 257 coming up Saturday. Anything else on the undercard? Did I lose you, buddy? No, I'm here. I'm just looking for something interesting. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't see much else uh, about the rest of the uh, of this fight. But there, there's been a little bit of news about uh, Deshaun Watson getting traded from uh, the Texans. They're not going to trade heard. Deshaun Watson. Come you on. don't think so? I think they do. I think they're trying to rebuild too. I think they they go full James Harden and try to get a bunch of draft capital here. Uh, we shall see. Oh no, there's no way Should you trade that guy. I mean, they need the the draft capital, but it's just not going to happen. You you don't trade a franchise quarterback, the best quarterback in your uh in your franchise history, no less. I just uh, there Watson's are some fights screwed I'm if they don't. In. Oh, what's wait, that? what's that? You got some fight stuff? There Let's yeah, talk there, some fight stuff. Dan Hooker is fighting Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler for those of you who are not MMA fans, um has been the middle or has been the light lightweight I forget if lightweight middleweight whatever it is there's like 30 uh, categories right yeah but, he's yeah, a okay, 155 pounder he's been the champion at Bellator for years he was on the wrestling team at Mizzou when we were there oh okay another uh, is this the guy with the crazy hair no this is another guy Michael Chandler he's from St. Louis um this I think is his first UFC fight he'd been in Bellator for a long time uh he fights Stan Hooker that's a fight I'm interested to see uh, Jessica I is in action. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot on Saturday. Yeah, 
But, yeah. you know, it's Conor McGregor, so there's only one Conor McGregor, as they say. We shall be watching. What else? Nice episode, buddy. You got uh, anything else you want to go through? I thought so. I thought so. We will be back later. Check out Mind of Micah. Check out Micah's Read of the Week. Get that exit music. Let's get out of here. Until next time, fam. Uh, find us on social media at Micah Weiner at Bradley B. Key. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.